This show is part of the WND Podcast Network. If you'd like to check out more shows from WND, please head to our website at wndpress.com backslash podcast to see our current lineup. It's like, like, uh, like Judas Priest up in this bitch, and we ain't playing neither. So, so I was like, it's Hurricane Ian. And she goes, like Igor. And I was like, exactly, exactly like Igor. That's the joke. And he was like, I don't get it. Well, there goes the power. Wait. You froze on me. Are you there? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, folks. Shane here. I am almost positive that the episode just started and Mikey... <laughs> His power went out. We're talking about whether this would be a thing. <laughs> yep. So, uh, so just as a quick side note, uh, the power went off, came back on. Mikey is gone. He's coming back because, again, we are in the middle of a hurricane. So that's that's what's happening here. Uh, so, Hurricane Ian has struck the, struck again. Struck has struck again, and uh, we are dealing with the repercussions. But he may he may be back in a second. We'll see. He's texted me, and he has said, uh, give me a sec, keep recording, uh, power turned off. So the power turned off and then came back on. So I'm going to say, sure, 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 I quit the show. One thing that's really eerie, since we're waiting on Michael to get back, uh, if you've never been in a hurricane, one of the strangest things is the the, the, the lack of sound. So like when, it, when, it, when there's animals outside, um, it, like you're used to hearing animals outside, but you hear no bugs, no birds, nothing, uh, right before a storm hits. That's a very strange thing. Um, our friend Kate of the show said, uh, they always know before us, which I thought was really ominous and scary, but, uh, also a very good, uh, a comment on specifically. Anyway, it's, it's a wild time over here. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, we are based in Daytona. Uh, for those of you who are fans of the show and listen, but don't know where we're at, we're based in Daytona. If we had made that abundantly clear. We are in direct line, and we're in the direct path. So we're not going to have the the major part of the storm compared to, let's say, Tampa and St. Petersburg and all those places that get hit on the West Coast. But we are going to get hit pretty hard. So um, it's a uh, it's it's a whole thing. And look at that, Michael's back. Oh hey, <laughs> oh hey. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I don't know how many more times that's going to happen. But I guess let's just keep recording until we decide to quit. Yeah, I guess it's fine. So I recorded a little. I filled some space while we were gone. I'm sorry. Uh, we're we're under uh, attack by Mother Nature herself at the moment, so I can't really find the humor in it. But um, here we are, and uh, yeah, we 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 should have moved. Every time there's a hurricane, I always say I'm ready to move. I'm ready to be done with it, and then I just say, Nah, it's okay. I'll stay. Uh, but you know, what's funny is I don't think it's that scary. It's not scary. I mean, unless I mean, unless you're literally storm surge of eight feet and it's in your fucking house. But I mean, other than I that, it's it. like I welcome. Give me the storm. Give me the storm surge. Oh, shut up. Fill it with debris and 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 let me just stab me while I'm drowning. That's what I that's what I want out of that. Like, you have so many. Dude, that'll happen to you. You have so many, so many things in your office that can murder you if water weaponized them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's that's what I want. I want somebody to water bend a book into my heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, yeah. So if I sound a little different, dear listeners, it's because I am I am doing this broadcast from the spare room over at my parents' house because. I said to myself, hey, you know what? They rarely lose power during a storm. Plus, they have a generator. And yeah. uh, uh, my place will definitely lose power. And uh, you're right now, just just a shout out, because I know she listens to every episode. My lovely girlfriend is uh, at the hospital holding it down, saving lives. Uh, they're basically locked in there. Yeah. We did, a little, we did a little phone call earlier, and she showed me where she's at. And it's uh, horrible. Yeah, it doesn't look great, but she's out there saving lives, stitching you, you fuckers back together. So for all those people that are out in the in the storm trying to like film them flying a flag or yeah. trying to show people <laughs> like, you know, the people get hit with projectiles because the wind picks up a lawn chair and heaves it at your door. 
Yeah, dude, so many Q people in this area are just going, it's the storm! And then now they, they get hit with a stop sign right in the face. Yeah. But yeah, I can't. I guess I can't scream too much. Um, it is odd to be back under the roof of my parents' house after such a long absence. Uh, <laughs> they're on the other side of the house, and I've just noticed that they've... Um, there's a lot of containers. Big, there's there's big containers. There's little containers. There's 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 mismatched uh, like nightstand vanity. I think that's a desk. I don't know. This is like a catch-all room. It's freaking me out. Well, speaking of parents, you know, my brother, my brother called me earlier and said that he checked on my mom and dad because they're like right down the road from him. And mm. I was like, "Are they doing okay?" And he goes, "They are both stony baloney, so they are good." <laughs> like so my parents, they're 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 riding it out. They're riding it out on that green leaf. So I think they're going to be okay. Good for them. Yeah, I did bring a bottle of whiskey with me, but my parents will not partake in it with me, so that's kind of boring. That's boring. Yeah, so here I am. Well, I'm glad you're there. I'm glad you're safe. Yeah, I'm safe. You safe? I'm safe. I'm in my I'm in my place. How's the um, bird sanctuary doing over there? Dude, that's the I was just I was just saying that in that weird gap. I have not heard a bird all day. It's very it's very eerie. <laughs> it's just gonna be littering the streets tomorrow. <laughs> I think the birds have left. Well, yeah, because they're obviously smarter than we are, because we stayed in Florida after Charlie, after Matthew, after how many of them, after Ivan, after all after of these. Irma. Irma. God damn, it's always the eyes. Mm, fucking eye in his back. But speaking of eyes. Mm, that was good. I like that. I didn't want to miss that segue. Hi, everybody. Welcome to I Don't Want to Hear It. I'm Mikey. I'm Shane. And speaking of another eye. <laughs> uh, oh that was a bad gust Woo! so guys we have decided to 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 talk to you about the night shift party weekend and how fucking awesome it was and obviously that other eye i was mentioning was for integrity oh i thought you were gonna say it was for intoxicated the um i wasn't intoxicated no, the, there's a band called Intoxicated that played. That's true. You're right. There's a lot of eyes right now, and this this you know storm's making me nervous. I'm not thinking. I'm not thinking straight. I'm not thinking. Yeah. Straight. No, the storm is loud. It's very loud. So, very loud. Uh, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna just do a, a a review of the Night Shift merch party weekend. They were celebrating their third birthday, which is awesome. And a huge shout out to Kareem for the empire that he's built, the the metal T-shirt empire that he's built uh, right here in uh, Daytona Beach. And so I. I I think it's super rad and it was really great to be able to go and celebrate with them uh and, and just really have a, a a blast this weekend with them yeah it can't be understated how much work kareem put into it uh i don't know technically everything that he did but i saw him running around yes. everywhere like a madman all day and he stopped to just be like hey hey dude you like the pizza all right and then he ran away because he had so many things to do i saw him stop a stage diver <laughs> um, like in mid stage dive, like grabbed him and almost pushed him off the stage in a different direction away from a crowd, uh, which was great because the guy was causing a ruckus. Yeah. Well, I mean, he could do that. I mean, he's, uh, as far as I know, his record is still uh five and oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's scary. Yeah. They called him zombie. Kareem has always scared me, but that's the, when he started fighting, I was like, that's worse. Yeah. I think he, it's everyone by knockout, uh, except for the two by decision. And <laughs> yeah. he just decided to beat the blood out of those dudes. That's why. And and then decided that he'd had enough of it and that he was fine. He had done he had done enough beating. Yeah, I think he just does jujitsu now. But anyway, yeah, Kareem worked really hard on this weekend, plus all the night shift merch employees. Uh everybody seemed to be helping out. And it was it was a cool family effort, man. It was really cool and it was a definite success. Yeah, and also I think one thing that's really important is that it went off without a hitch. Like, maybe there were some behind-the-scenes things, but it felt like it was really, really smooth. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he had his share of moments where he was like, Ugh! but it was from from a, from a somebody... We, we participated in the Punk Rock Flea Market. That went very smoothly. And we were there for the entire show that Saturday night, and that seemed to go off without a hitch. So yeah. um, he... <laughs> He did have one concern about one particular band who shall not be named because he just was hoping that no no errant mosher would elbow a regular at the Iron Horse. Yes. And start yes. a fucking full-scale war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe we should talk about what the weekend entailed. Yeah, let's do that. 
Okay, so Friday, September 23rd, there was a show at Tiernanog. We did not go to this. <laughs> we did not go to this. I didn't even, I totally forgot about it. Yeah. So this was the first part. This was like the pre-party weekend. And this and this was a show and it was five bands. It was Porch Coffin, our friends Porch Coffin. What's up? Uh, got to hang out with Joey from Porch Coffin the entire day on Saturday. And he is like the nicest, funniest dude. So every time he would see me, he'd be like, what's your name again? And we would do that. And that was like the joke. Um, and just super nice dude. And so, um, so Porch Coffin opened. Then there was Ephemeral, Swamp, Wish, and Torn in Half. Gee, I wonder what they sound like. So, so from what I heard, the show went really well. It just went a little bit late. Um, our friend of the show, Matt Randall, said that it was just uh, it was it was past old man bedtime, so they ended up leaving a little bit early uh, from the show. But the, for, from what we understand, it went pretty pretty well. Like there was no there were no issues, no headaches, nothing like that that came out of that particular. Well, show. Well, there's there there's no denying the fact that if you do a show at Tiernanog, lovely Tiernanog here in Daytona Beach, Florida, it will run late if it runs at all. It's mm-hmm. Tiernanog is sort of like the hole within the hole, the yeah. ledge beyond the edge. It's the place that catches the most desperate of all of us as we plummet to our eventual demise. So the fact that the show did go off without a hitch, um, or uh, with 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 only behind the scenes hitches, a singular hitch is a testament to Kareem's ability as a promoter. We we don't forget people that he stage managed who Danzig. <laughs> I think I think that sounds about right. Yeah, he did a tour with Danzig. I mean, hey, the guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, he really does, and and this is a, a clear indicator that he does. So Friday night went well. Great, great way to kick off the the weekend. But Saturday is the day that we're really going to spend talk time talking about because Sunday was the Dead Guy Killing Music uh, documentary at Cinematique. Neither of us went. Yeah, we didn't go. <laughs> we were too tired. <laughs> well, Lou and I were going to breakfast and uh, just happened to be driving down Beach Street. And I saw Kareem uh, walking down Beach Street with uh, some promotional materials in his hand. And I was Good. like, oh, shit, there he is. But there he is. He was hey, just some people. That's the so show. Well, we so we paid. We paid for it. So we so did pay. We the did money pay still went. It. Still, yeah. The money still went there, but we just didn't go. So Got my money. Um, so let's talk about Saturday, which was like the party day. Party day. Yeah, I mean, the punk rock flea market, I feel like it went uh, just about as well as the last one, which is to say that we made no money whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But that's more probably an indictment on us and not the not yeah. the event itself. Well, the joke was the joke was that nobody that was there reads. So true. You know, so nobody nobody reads. Everybody's there for music. Nobody's there for books. Yeah, we had too many words on the we had table. Too many there. words. What is what a ridiculous thing that we got into. Like we decided to open a publishing company in a world full of digital media. We we're fucking idiots. But it was the punk rock flea market went well. There were a lot of really cool vendors, and what I really liked about it was it felt like. It was kind of a like it was good to see everybody like there were a lot of our friends that were there. That was what really surprised me was the fact that there were so many people I hadn't seen in so long there. I mean, yeah, obviously, Alex showing up. I haven't seen Alex in probably eight years. and his mustache and his he has a he has a serious mustache going on. He has a f- straight up firefighter's mustache. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely looks like he could be um, Irish, which I think he is. Uh, I would I would assume so. He's a, he is a firefighter. Yeah, he drinks. He's a firefighter. He's got to be Irish. Um, and he's in the union now. Apparently, like I think he's like a a big wig in the union. So. I, I want to say he's like a union head. So he's uh, he's definitely he he sh- he should be shipping off to Boston any day now. Yeah, but, big um, Dropkick Murphys fan. It was great to see him. I hadn't seen him in a very long time. Not not since I became a teacher. Even before that, I hadn't seen him probably since. Oh God. It wasn't the meantime reunion show, but that was the last time I can remember seeing him. Or sure. The last meantime show, not the reunion. Because we'll never do a reunion. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> and it was great to see Greg uh, yeah. from Orlando. I, I haven't seen Greg in forever. Caught up with him. Uh, Matt G was there. We see Matt G. We see Matt G on a fairly regular basis, though. But it was still cool that Matt G was there. Yeah. Um, God, who else? Dan Hallow. Uh, Dan Hallow? Yeah. Yeah. Blast from the past. We hadn't seen him in a long time. The last time I saw Dan Hallel, I was in the Orlando airport headed to New York to hang out with Scuba Steve, and he was also headed to New York on a different flight, and our terminals, uh, were, our gates were very close to each other. Okay. Well, he's uh, he was very nice, and he had his distro out, which was cool. Yeah. Caught up with Dan. Um, we were never super good friends, but you know he, he was older. He was older than me. He was cooler than me. He was more accepted than me, but he still remembered me, so that was nice. I mean, honestly, that's all still true. 
well, I don't live in Gainesville, so I don't give a shit. That's fine. That's fine. No, the last time I saw Dan, um, he what he had short hair and, and was a little bit heftier. So he looked like yeah. he had lost weight and grown his hair out. So uh, he looked good. Um, he did look good. We hung out a lot with Joe and his daughter. Joe. Joey Oregano. <laughs> yeah, it was great to see Joe. I hadn't seen Joe in a while. I hadn't seen Joe in probably about five years. And yeah, Joe, of course, one of our lovely patrons and great old friend, former bandmate, uh, several times over for me. Yeah. Yeah, it was great to see Joe, man. He's such a great dude. Yeah. And, and his daughter is so nice. Yeah. She was really, she was chowing down on the pizza. We and ice right, cream. We set up right next to the pizza <laughs> booth, which was great. Yeah. It, it took away from the bait shop across the street, the smell of reeking fish flesh. Setting up was great. We pulled up. We got there a little bit early. And our friend Scott White, I was giving him shit because Scott White was there. And Scott White, when I the last time I saw him, I was at his tattoo shop. And I was like, Scott, like, we got to, because he, he told me, we're going to, we got to set up our booths together. So we're, we're next to each other. And I was like, yeah, good idea. So whoever gets there first saves a spot for the other person. And he's like, yeah, okay. And then he got there and did not save us a spot. <laughs> And then it ended up biting him in the ass because we were next to the ice cream truck. We were next to the pizza, Black Magic Pizza, which was fucking awesome. Um, and uh, and we were and we were and we were away from and we could smell the bait shop, but it, when the pizza was going, we couldn't. So that was really great. But Scott did not have that. He was by himself on the other side with no friends. Yeah, it was cool to see Scott. Um, I hadn't seen him since the last punk rock flea market. Always, always a good thing to see Scott White in the wild. Yeah, yeah, um, Scott. Yeah, Scott White's great. I have a painting of his that he uh, commissioned. He we like we got commissioned, and on the back it says, "Congratulations, Doctor Stupid." <laughs> that's you. That's an insult. That's an insult on you. Not anymore. We saw uh, our friend Nancy. Nancy Crozier. Yep. Nancy Crozier came out. Uh, she rules. Yep. Nancy rules. Days spent. Check them out. Yeah, Emily was there. Who else? I don't know. I saw Billy playing with fingerboards. No, he was. He also couldn't make it out to the show because he got injured skating at the at the uh, at the flea market. Oh, I didn't know that's why he wasn't there. I just figured he didn't want to go. Yeah, saw Sean Robbins. Sean Robbins was there, definitely, and of course Matt Randall. Matt Randall said he's like, dude, I just came to hang out with you guys pretty much, and then Matt Randall immediately went off with and hung out with everybody else. No, he went off with a lady, which yeah, he did. is which is perfectly fine, and we support you, Matt. Um, that's totally fine, but uh, it was funny. Yeah, it was very funny. Yeah, we were just kind of <laughs> like, oh, okay, like let him have his time. Yeah, I mean, that's really just a list of all the people we know that you who are listening probably do don't know. Oh, of course, Tom. Tom's significant. But it, it was just it, all this is just to say that it was it was really cool to have everybody together again, to talk to everybody, to catch up and just I, I, it was really nice. I really enjoyed seeing everybody. And I am not always happy when I know I'm going to go to a place where there's going to be a bunch of people there that I haven't talked to in a while. So I guess it was good that it was a surprise. But yeah, it was it was good, man. And we had to be in the sun all day. We had a tent, well, we had a, an awning, but it didn't do much, and I was exhausted and headachy by the time we were done, but it didn't stop me from just ripping the lid off it. Into, no, I didn't do that in integrity. I stood No, you didn't mosh at all. No, I didn't mosh but, at but, all. But before, before we get into the, the, the show proper, at the flea market, there were three bands that played. There was Ryan True. Thorne, there was Cold Steel, which sounded pretty cool, um, yeah. and Intoxicated, which sounded pretty cool, too. So, like, like it was a pretty decent, like, from what I understand, it was, like, either some of their first shows or their first shows in Daytona or something like that. So, mm-hmm. it was really cool to have them play at, like, a flea market and, and play in the warehouse with during the flea market. And um, so there, so that was cool. It was like a cool, fun thing. And that was all free. You could just kind of go and hang out. And that was a free thing for everybody. Yeah. I mean, Ryan Thorne was like folky, kind of spooky yeah. sound and stuff, which was cool. Cold Steel sounded a bit thrashy, a little municipal waste kind of vibe to him. And then what was yeah. the other one? Intoxicated. They were intoxicated. a little more. They were more metalcore. Yeah. A little more metalcore. 
Good though. I didn't mind them. Yeah. So then that led to we packed up really quickly. We were the I think we were the first boot to pack up. The <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here. So so for reason you know like I wanted to leave because I was like I'm hot. I want to go get something that like I can eat and drink and kind of cool down and then change my shirt. And I ended up not changing my shirt. I was like I want to change because I want to like get out and, and go to the show and I'm gonna take a little bit of a break because we've been out in the sun all day, thinking that I might miss the first couple bands. Did not happen. <laughs> no, that did not happen. There were many, many bands. There were so many bands. So we're going to talk about each one real quick. So so first and foremost, though, did you ever think that you were going to go to a show at the Iron Horse? The world famous Iron Horse? No, yeah. I've always seen it from the road and been like, no way am I ever going in there. Yeah. I mean, the the, the, the all that I know about that place is my dad is what my dad tells me, which is like they had a, a horse statue that people would paint the dick on the horse neon pink so you could see it from the road. Yeah. Uh, that that sounds about right. I do know that one of our friends got robbed at gunpoint in the parking lot many years ago, so I always tried to uh, steer clear of the iron horse. But the thing was, when we walked up, the parking situation was real easy. Uh, got the free parking. Uh-huh. And, you know, I, I thought the iron horse was just that one building. I didn't realize it was an entire outdoor complex with a boardwalk, like... What what's like Thieves Landing and Red Dead yeah. Redemption? It was yeah. wild. I did yeah. not know that. Yeah, there's the treehouse, is what it's called, and it's like a it's like a, a an elaborate like walkway system that that you can climb up the stairs and see into the the pit area and see the band and stuff. So which which was pretty cool actually. Yeah, much like Endor, it was uh, it was a pretty cool thing, uh, and I was immediately put at ease because it was like oh. Well, all the violence can happen over there. I can just stay here. Yeah. Well, I also thought, too, um, I was having the thought that, like, if this were a different band or if this were, like, a festival or if, like, this is if it was, like, this is hardcore, mm-hmm. um, then I just imagine people j- diving off the balcony, stage diving for bands and stuff. Sure. Like, if this were the Have Heart reunion, it would have been a nightmare. Yeah, some dummy would put themselves in traction by taking a header off the top of that thing. It was yeah. definitely a full two stories tall. Like, it was not. Oh, easily. It was not stage diveable. It was so high that they they set up a system so that you did not have to take your trash downstairs. There were trash there were trash barrels at the bottom of these pillars that had these big pipes that you just dropped your beer bottle in the pipe from the second story and it would drop down into the beer barrel the the trash barrel on the on the ground floor. The beer barrel. The beer barrel. Yeah. Um. I d- I'm just now realizing that's what that was. I didn't know while I was. You there. think it was, was rain like, catcher? Yeah, I thought it was some sort of a drainage system, but uh, apparently not. Apparently, it's drainage for beer bottles. Yeah, trash catcher. But yeah, we got there with time to spare, all of us. And first band that played was Daytona Beach's own Jester. Jez Jester. That's, I'm saying Jester. I think the Z is meant to be pronounced as an S. No, I know it is. I know what I know what we're doing. So they were right, 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 right. I, they were not my cup of tea. I enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> I, have you listened to the recording though? No, no, no. So here's what I'll say: um, a decent hardcore band, live, heavy. They do they do what they do well. I think not super riff heavy. It's more attitude. It's more vocals. Yeah. Um, but they're just they I thought they were really good at what they did. I did listen to the EP twice because it's about five minutes long. Uh huh. And there is a legit, like, candy vibe to it. Okay. Um, it's not as filthy, but it's got those same, like, ultra reverby, roaring, guttural, hardcore vocals that are so popular now, which yeah. I love because I'm a huge fan of those. Like, b- bands like Withdrawal, which I guess is old, so that doesn't count. Uh, Division of Mind and Candy were the bands that they made me think of. Probably a little more Division of Mind because they weren't as scary as Candy. Sure. I liked the EP. It's not something I'm going to listen to forever. What, did you just hear a wind gust? Yeah, it sounds like it's like coming down hard outside. Yeah, it's pretty bad out. It's pretty bad. Yeah. I enjoyed the EP. I thought it was good. And I they have the jester kind of joke hook running through the entirety of the of the recording. Yeah. And they use the clip from Monty Python. Like, this man will tell write a joke so funny. He will <laughs> laugh so hard that he will die. And then he laughs, <laughs> he starts laughing, and then he collapses, and then there's feedback, yeah. and then it kicks in. Uh, yeah. I enjoyed it. I, I don't think they're a bad band. I have been guilty in the past of judging. Um, some of the members of that band were in Culture Killer. Some of them were in Silence. Yeah. And we judged the hell 
out of them. I did, I I mean you did. You did. Oh yeah, you didn't. How many silence sets did you watch? How None. many times did you blow it off? All the time. Yeah, there you go. See what I'm saying? But I think these kids, yeah, I was thinking about it. And I say kids, but they're just younger than us, so they're not actually kids. I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I was thinking about it. Uh-huh. Go on. When I started skateboarding in the late 90s, there was no Tony Hawk Pro Skater. That's true. And so, you know, I learned to kickflip. I learned to 50-50. I learned to, you know, backside board slide. I learned simple tricks, right? Then Tony Hawk's Pro Skater came out, and without realizing it, it raised the bar on actual physical skateboarding because kids started to say to themselves, like, oh, holy shit, like, you should be able to hard flip. You know, you should be able to do a 360 flip uh, immediately. So it automatically raised the bar, and they met that bar and surpassed it. And the way I look at it when it comes to music is very much the same way. The younger crowd, they were, they had better guides, I guess, musically. They had better, more um, complex bands to emulate than we did. You know, I, I wanted to play punk because of Green Day and like Screeching Weasel and Rancid. They got into shit that's like, oh, we're going to play grindcore like nails. And it's like, you can judge <laughs> right. them. You can judge them for having newer influences. But the fact is, they just do things on a with a higher level of complexity and a higher level of ability. Like those dudes are all better musicians than I am. And I, I really liked Culture Killer. I thought Culture Killer was a great fucking band. I saw them live twice, and they ripped the f- a hole in the fucking room. Yeah, Culture Killer was rad. Yeah, Jester, I would say, is not as good, but it's different. It's not It's not met- metallic hardcore. It's not grindcore. It's not death metal. It's just heavy hardcore without being thuggy. I mean, I went into it thinking that I would hate it. I didn't hate it, so I will say that. So I, I will give it a listen, but one of my favorite things was like uh, some of the Mosh call-outs, and all I could think of was like different joke puns to <laughs> use as, because I think he said like, what was the one? He either said something joke's like, over. the joke's, o- joke's over, that's what it was. Uh, but I was thinking like, it'd be funny to be like, joke's on you, or who's laughing now, or you know, whatever it is, and those would be the Mosh call-outs. So now, the, now if, you, if somebody from Jester is listening, you can take those if you want to. <laughs> I'm sweet D and the jokes on me. <laughs> no, I really, fun, I, I thought they were cool, man. And it, it was one of those things where I thought about it and I was just like, man, why did you judge these dudes uh, early on back in the day? Did, I, I feel like maybe something happened with silence. I don't remember. They weren't my cup of tea. They were deathcore. It's probably, that's probably what it was. Cause they were deathcore. And it was like, that was when like crabcore was popular. Yeah. I guess. And everybody was doing that thing where they were real low and they, they looked like they were kind of a shitty Slenderman. <laughs> a Slenderman? Slenderman? I definitely, I, I'm glad those dudes are still making music. I know the drummer, Dylan, I believe he works with Kareem. Yes. And he's an employee at Night Shift. And I don't know, that dude's good at what he does, so they should keep making music. Yeah. So then, so they finished, they played a 15 minute set, by the way. That's that's all they played. It was like a really quick set. And then, and I was like, when that happened, I was like, that rules. It's going to be a short night. Yeah. (laughs) Was not the case. Uh, uh, Domain was the next band that played. Yeah. I, for the life of me, cannot remember what they sound like. Well, I can remember what they sound like because two of the people that we also saw were Sam Kuby and John from Miami. And they were friends with Domain. Sam was like, yeah, these dudes kind of like really like Kickback and Archangel. And I'm okay. like, oh, cool, because those are bands that I love. Those are and, bands that you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, and they definitely had that vibe, that sort of like Euro metallic hardcore. I dug it. I thought they were really good. I haven't listened to the recording yet, but I will. Sam Kuby also texted me, so I talked to oh, him good. a little bit. Yeah, Sam. I miss Sam Kuby. I miss Yeah, John. Cam Subi rules. Yeah, dude. They're great guys. <laughs> Great guys, yeah. great guys. So, so they so they played, and then the next band that played was arguably one of the most metal bands I've ever seen play live ever, and that was yep. a band called Weeping. Yeah, bad name, good band though. I think it works for. I think it works for them. You don't I, like that I think, name? I think Weeping is a bad name. I just don't. I don't dig that. But they were definitely. They were like garbage men. You know what I mean? Like they were. They yeah. were like union guys playing death metal. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was very Pete Steele. Yeah, they all look like a bunch of Pete Steels on stage, which I'm fine with, but very classic, traditional, I would say, 90s death metal. Yeah, like, I, you could hear, I could hear, like, um, 
I could hear some influences from like bands like Necrophagist in there, you know, like stuff like that, where it's just like, like, you know, the guy, the guy had to like hunch down to make the voice while he played guitar and he played fucking fast. Like they were a fast band. Yeah. Yeah. He was haunching it a little bit to get that, get that low tone. But, it worked um, though. It was. Good. I'm not sure where they're from, but I thought they were from New York because I got I them mixed up. Stabbed. Well, yeah, but that that makes sense, dude, because they all look like they're like, yeah, we're weeping, and uh, <laughs> this is a song that we're gonna play for you right now <laughs> before I have to go uh, on lunch break. This one's called Stromboli Sacrifice. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they they were good. I I I was immediately thought of suffocation. Which is not yeah, that far uh, off yeah. because they're a New York death metal band. Yeah, no, they were. I thought they were great. I thought, uh, you know, if I'm going to go back to the the entire day, there were uh, three bands that I was stoked to see that I thought were bands that I enjoyed and I would go listen to again. And Weeping was one of them. Yeah, they were good. I dug them. So then the next band that played was Stabbed. Yeah, I like <laughs> I like the Deflesh by Reptiles EP. I've listened to it. I've only listened to it once, but I didn't hate it. I was like, yeah, it's kind of cool death metal. You know, it's it's not it's not cosmic death metal like I I'm into. It's not you know atmospheric black metal like I like. It's just death metal, but it's updated. It's like death metal played by hardcore kids, and sure, you can tell. Yeah, you can I didn't like it. Tell. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a lot of like, what's up, motherfuckers? And it's like, that doesn't really translate to death metal. No, I, that's it was very off-putting. I did like that he said, uh, he introduced the song, I believe it's called "To Flesh by Reptiles, where he's like, this song is about being fucking killed by a fucking swamp. Like, <laughs> that was pretty great. No, I was going to say, I think my, I, I, I forgot to mention this. I think my favorite statement over the entire night, though, had to come from Domain, which was, uh, hey, everyone, if you're outside, come outside. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing with Stabbed was that they closed their set with a hate breed cover. It was one I didn't recognize from Under the Knife because I've listened to Under the Knife like twice. I don't care about that. Um, but Sean Robbins knew it. And he's like, that's filth from Under the Knife. That was fucking sick. And I was like, yeah, dude. Word. My Sean watching Sean interact with people was great because there was one point in time <laughs> there was one point in time where uh, I was like you doing all right and he's like yeah I'm waiting I was like what are you waiting for and he's like until it's time to drink and I was yeah. like is there a time to drink and he's like yeah dude the show started early so I can't start drinking early I got to start drinking at the time that you're allowed to start drinking and so I he's like it was like he was like an hour off and then yeah. when uh when it came back later I was like is it time to drink and he goes uh huh yeah. And it like wandered <laughs> off and gra- yeah, and he got, it went and got his mohawk drink and stuff like that. He was great, dude. Sean has he has very strict rules for his partying. I've seen it before. I mean, like he'll have. I mean, I think he had a day where he would not drink a drop. It was his. It was his recovery day or something. It yeah. was like on Sundays, Sunday afternoons. It was like it was like it was like Sean's drinking Shabbos or something. So. <laughs> Uh, he he is very cognizant of everything that he's doing, and he is very deliberate. So even yes. when it comes to cutting loose, there are strict boundaries. Yeah, when he comes to cut, when he cuts loose, he doesn't cut loose. No, no, he cuts tightly. Yes. So then Stab played, and then they they stopped playing because uh, <laughs> that's what bands do. Uh, and and then uh, Heaven's Gate played. Yeah, Heaven's Gate was sick. I feel like that was. That was the where the back half of the show started because it got dark a little bit after Stabbed. And the sets were shorter, I feel like. I know Weeping played a bit long, but yeah. they were shorter until Heaven's Gate. And then Heaven's Gate played a full on, like, probably half hour, I would say. About 20 minutes, yeah. About 20 minutes. And it's Tony from Municipal Waste, right? Who's the vocalist? Yes, it is. Yeah, and they sound like? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like Municipal Waste. Yeah, it sounds but like, it's like Municipal Waste. So, but when you listen to the recording, it sounds different, and it's members of Cannibal Corpse as well. Oh, okay. So it's like a they're like a they're like a thrash metal supergroup, and um, I thought they sounded great, and they were a yeah. lot of fun. I would want to see them again, um, but I I think that they're a more serious 
like a serious version of a band. Like, uh, like, you know, I feel like where Municipal Waste has, they're like a party band. They're like a party thrash band. Heaven's Gate is not that. They're, they're very serious. They take, I think they take themselves a little bit more seriously. Yeah, I guess I could get that. I mean, they covered Poison Idea. Um, which is great, which is, by the way. Yeah, it's also very serious. Um, I dug them. I thought they were really good. I like anything those dudes do. So, you know, I'm, I'm into it. Yeah. So I'll have to check the recording out. Is there a recording? There is one song out right now. You know, I did listen to it, actually, and I was like, oh, that sounds like Municipal Waste. Yeah, and it's good. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I like it. Yeah, and I like Iron Reagan, too. Yeah, they're all great. So then after they played, um, this is going to lead into a segment that I like to call Explain This Bad! So Three Knee Deep, from what I understand, is a band from Tampa, from Tampa Bay, which right now Tampa Bay is being inundated. So it's underwater. Our, our thoughts and prayers. They are three knee deep in water. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's bad. Uh, I really, I do <laughs> truly, I do truly feel the pain of those affected by hurricanes because we've all had to go through it. So yeah. I hope everybody's safe. And uh, I hope the bay is once again returned to its former glory because I saw a picture of it uh, and it is it, it was all the water sucked out and that was wild. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, Three Knee Deep is from the bay and they are a beatdown band. They are a beatdown band in the vein of E-Town Concrete, in the vein of Fury of Five, in the vein of Box Cutter. That is to say that they have a white vocalist who, if you heard his voice, you might make, without seeing him, you might make another distinction about the man's ethnicity. They're a triple B band. Yeah, Kareem told me that. Because as soon as they started playing, he came over to me, and he's just like, what do you think? (laughs) And I'm just like, dude, I I like so few bands that sound like this. So few. I would like to say, if you go on their Spotify and pull them up, um, the, the album cover, the album cover for their self-titled Three Knee Deep record is actually pretty funny. Um, it's like a bunch. It's like a. It's like a. It's Tampa, and it's just like a, a wasteland. But uh, one thing that you start noticing is that they don't like the letter G. I wonder why that is. Uh, so, like for example, uh, "Speedin" is a song. Uh, and no comparin is a song. Um, let's see what else do they got. They got "Last Man Standin" is a song. "Hackin' Ud- of the Minds" with a Z. <laughs> yeah, G's with that don't like to use G's. So, did you listen to them at all? Uh, I tried to, and I feel like they were worse recorded <laughs> than they were live. Dude, I mean, beatdowns an acquired taste, and it's a taste that. Uh, I, I seem to, whatever small fascination I ever had with beatdown, uh, I, I lost it a long time ago. There, there's borderline bands that I can, I can still enjoy like shattered realm. I, I don't hate fury of five. I actually, I actually really do like a couple of their records, but it, it gets old pretty quick because it's legit just like gangster rap with, with chugging in the back. And dude, it's so bad. So you don't even get like the cool beat, you know, the cool sample that you can like listen to if you don't want to listen to all the lyrics that are about, you know, the same shit all the time. Nope. Wasn't, but fun. I mean, I can, I can understand because, cause like they have a loyal fan base and kids beat the fuck out of each other when they, they had the, probably the best reaction the entire night. Yeah, which was so ridiculous. I, I will say, so there was one point where they played a song called Intro, and that was immediately followed by a song called OG Intro. <laughs> but my favorite my favorite part of this band was Greg describing them. Yes, yes. How did how did because Greg <laughs> Greg was Greg was loving it. Greg was loving it. He's like, he he was he, somebody it was basically a conversation he was having with one of the guys in the band, and it was something like it's the band with the like, the all the cargo sh- pockets shorts, like it was something like that, and you're just like, I was dying because it was like the way he was describing it was like perfect. It was like somebody who had hit their head on something and then decided to be a musician. Well, he was actually describing the singer of Three Knee Deep's description 
of the band of, of the band All Out War. Oh, that's yeah, what it says, was. Apparently, he referred to it as Philly style, which they're from Poughkeepsie. But it's one of those things where somebody says that. <laughs> somebody says that, and you're like, yeah, sure. Like, that makes sense. I mean, I could see All Out War being from Philly anyway. The vibe's the same. And sure. uh, he said that with the, it's like one of those Philly style bands where it's uh, everyone in the pit has camo cargo shorts with a million pockets. <laughs> 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 so apparently the dude's very funny. I've never met him. I don't know anybody in that band. I also don't want to get beat up. <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I think they're good at what they do. I just don't really like beat down. And I know some beat down bands and some beat down records. So I'm not completely ignorant of the genre. It's just something that it gets so old so fast. It got old real quick. I mean, when they started <laughs> playing, I was done. Like a band like Gridiron, there's a bit of humor in it. I think Three Knee Deep has the same humor. I just think musically Gridiron really rips it off harder. But I... I feel like, I don't know. I feel like their pedigree is different. Like there's people from, from like year of the knife in it. And like, sure. I don't know. These dudes are from Tampa, not to say anything against them, but like, I don't know. Maybe it's that Florida curse. They can't, they can't get to that, that level. I don't know. We'll see. They'll watch them blow up. And we're like, Ugh. I'm sure they will dude. No matter what the fuck we say, uh, they're they're First off, they're a triple B band, which means they will blow up. And second off, it's, it's an, it's a niche, uh, it's a niche subgenre that p- kids fucking love. It's a, it's like a, a live, they're a live participation band. I feel like the record will just be an afterthought, even though it is filled with samples and beats and scratching, which I listened to yeah. about six or seven of the songs. Ugh, I can't, I can't do it. Like, I mean, I, I could, I could get like Cold World, but I just could not get the Cold song. World's different, man, because they're definitely not beat down. I know they're different. They're, they're I almost, know they're different youth crew with like a fucking weird metal influence i've never understood how they came up with that idea to play what they play but it is unique yeah no it's weird uh by the way just real quick my lights are flickering which means that you know we're in the middle of a yeah, yeah, yeah um so it, it but it was like it was like spooky like it was like kind of like the ring flickering so maybe i'll die from some somebody crawling out of my tv well, if they don't come out if they don't come back on then just text me and then i'll we'll stop no, I was saying it for the show, too, because it was happening. Shut up. All right. So the next band that played was a band called Bloodlet. How many times have we seen Bloodlet at this time? At this I'll point? tell you this, man. I don't think I've ever seen Bloodlet. I've seen Hope and Suicide. Maybe that's what it is. Same people. Maybe that's what it was. I've seen I've seen Hope and Suicide a lot. Yeah. Played with them in a barn in Gainesville in, like, 2002. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Same singer, right? I believe it's the same singer, yeah. Similar type of band, too. Okay. Well. I feel like I've heard of Bloodlet for a very long time. Then. Right. Very riffy. Way more riffy than I remembered. Because I've listened to... Way more. I've listened to Three Human Nights in the Cypress Trees. And I don't remember it sounding that good. Like, I, I, I they played too long, but a lot of cool riffs. <laughs> sludgy. Definitely something I can get down with now that I'm not a attention span. Not a, a, a lacking an attention span like I used to. Yeah, I, it made me want to go listen to him because I was kind of like, oh, okay, okay. I'll say this. I heard one of the new songs a while back because uh, I, I believe they're doing a new recording. If they haven't already put it out, I can't remember. But I didn't love it recorded. But live, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, the guy's voice sounded cool live. Oh, yeah. He had that whole like preacher thing like the guy from Clutch going, except he screamed a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Speaking of Clutch, I didn't get to go last night because of this fucking storm. So no bigwig tonight either, huh? Oh uh, well, bigwig apparently dropped off the so show. No lagwagon tonight, huh? Probably no lagwagon either. So probably. Um, anyway, well, so all of this. I mean, we've talked about all these bands, but we have to talk about the band that we were really, the, really the only band we were interested in seeing all yeah. night. Uh, and it took forever. So, so I want to preface this by saying the punk rock fleet market started at noon. We were there a little after eleven. We'd been up all day, in the sun all day, out at this place all day, and Integrity went on at 10.30. So we're tired. Yeah, 12 hours, basically. 12 hours. So uh, what did you think of Integrity? I thought they were fucking incredible. It was... They fucking ripped the lid off it. It was such a good set. It was as much energy as I remember them having, because when I saw them 15 years ago, or however long it's been... Uh-huh. Uh, except I appreciated it more because I liked Integrity then, 
but I didn't have the deep appreciation that I have for them that I've developed for them since. Cause back then it sure. was just like systems overload. Humanity is the devil. Those are the ones I like. Those are the ones I listened to. I didn't check out any of the new stuff. I thought it was just integrity 2000 and that was it. I think to die for was the only other thing that I knew. Yeah. And yeah. dude, the fucking set, the set list was fucking incredible. Yeah. I made a playlist for everybody. So we'll share it on the, on the page. You keep track of the songs uh, the they played. Uh, I got the whole playlist. Fuck yeah. It was a uh, vocal so, test so- and hollow. They opened with, right? Uh, yeah. So before, but I want to say this before. So Riley came to the show. Riley does not give a shit about any of no. this at all. Um, like does not care. Uh, she was just happy to be, she likes live music and when people like live music. So she, she, she figured out at some point in time, she got backstage, got some food and stuff like that. Uh, and she comes back and she goes, uh, I was, she's like, I was backstage. I was like, what were you doing backstage? And she goes, this. And she hands over her phone and she's got a picture of her and <laughs> I know. <laughs> Which is like, I lost it because like she, you know, she met one of the, she met the new, one of the guitar players, the, the, the longer haired guitar player with the integrity shirt. Yeah. Met him when she was like, are you an integrity? And she, and he's like, yeah, look at my shirt. So, yeah. So, so to give everybody kind of insight on what this set list looked like. So they opened with vocal test in hollow and then into psychological warfare. So rad. And then they played Saren. And it took a little bit of a, like, kind of a breather, like, you know, Dwid did the, how is they not under And then they played Him for the Children of the Black Flame, immediately followed by Taste My Sin. Yeah, that was such a, because they, they didn't pause at seamless. all. It was like a seamless, seamless transition right into the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Then they went into uh, Systems Overload, and then Rise, and then Diseased Prey. Let me make sure I got the right, the Diseased Prey uh, within Casing. Uh, and then they did Judgment Day and Tempest. Then they did All Death is Mine. Uh, and then they did For Those Who Fear Tomorrow, or Those Who Fear Tomorrow. And yeah. immediately when they started, I turned around and looked at you, and you were pumping your fists. <laughs> so they so they played that, and it was awesome. And then they yeah. played Jagged Visions of My True Destiny, yes. which I missed. I missed all of it, because at some point in time, Derek had come up, and it, he was he was spilling his his guts to me yeah. in that moment. He I think he sprained his ankle or maybe broke he his ankle. Broke his okay. ankle is he broke he his ankle. He okay. went into he was running around during the show and apparently broke his ankle and he had a giant thing jutting out of his fucking top of his foot. And I looked at Lou because she works on shit like that and she's like, it's probably broken. It probably is. And then <laughs> he responded by pouring beer all over his wounded foot. That sounds about right. And I, I did not enjoy it. I'll say it. let's. We'll just say that <laughs> it's just walking chaos. So too much. Anyway, so I missed jagged visions of my true destiny, but I got out of it because they f- decided they were going to play one more song, and they played hybrid moments. Hell yeah! They ended. So that was like when you see set lists that are out there, like it doesn't have that one on it. So like this one had hybrid moments on it, and it was so fun to watch them play it. Because he did, because he did the voice, he did the twin voice the entire time. They also, dude, they played Abraxas Annihilation. Oh yeah, I I skipped that. So it was was Taste My Sin, then Incarnate three sixty five, and then Abraxas Annihilation, and then the rest of them. The thing that surprised me was how many songs they played off Humanity Is the Devil, which is always going to be my favorite, even though I do love the new stuff because it's just like it's like a metal band with Dwid singing now instead of a hardcore band. Yeah, but it's uh, they played. I mean, I, that's my favorite. Aberaxis, vocal test, hollow, jagged visions. I mean, it doesn't get that much better. And plus, they played Rise off Seasons, which was great. The only song I would have wanted to hear from them that they did not play is Millennial Rain. But yeah, it's, it's OK because the set list was nigh perfect, which is far more than I can ever hope to ask for. <laughs> Yeah, and the, and the fucking Misfits cover at the end was so great. I just I can't say enough about how good of a band they are live. And Dwid went right before they played "Those of Fear Tomorrow." They had a moment where it, it was it was about a minute or two where it was feedback, and he was screaming stuff, but he was doing it like a preacher. Yeah, it was so rad. Yeah, it was like, "Are you hearing my brothers and sisters?" And then I'm looking because <laughs> I'm looking at Lou. And I'm looking at you because you were uh-huh. closer than I was. Yeah, and I got I'm closer. Like, I'm like, he's gonna do it. 
she's like, what is he going to do? I was like, he's going to do it. And he, every time he started yelling, I was like, me. Okay, no. And then finally, <laughs> he had someone in the crowd scream it. Yeah. He got, well, so there was a barrier and he got down off the stage and was with the crowd when they did that. That, I mean, what a cool thing to be allowed to scream Misha. It was like when I saw the Suicide Machines. <laughs> I saw the Suicide Machines in like 2000 and they played that song Islands. Uh-huh. All my dreams are just islands in the sky. And at the end, the, the female vocalist screams fucker. The guy yeah. just put the mic on me at that moment. I just went fucker. <laughs> so not as cool. Not as cool as being able to scream Misha, the most legendary bassist name of all time. <laughs> Yeah, dude, so rad. It was such, and so I had, we had to say too, like we got to meet Dwid before they played and he was so nice. Yeah, dude, you you know, for a guy who's like, it's just like his lyrics are so haunting and esoteric and the band has such a, a scary reputation, you know? Yeah. He's just like, hey, it's great to meet you guys. All right. You know, I love how his voice sounds like Tom Waits, even in real uh-huh. life. Like, yeah. Like, his voice is so raspy, but it's great. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's where his trademark fucking yell comes from. Well, you know, it was nice, too, because, like, I, I, went, I, w- I went up to the merch booth, and I talked to him for a second, and I was like, Mikey's here. I'm sure he'd want to meet you, too. And so, like, we came back, and we waited for a second, and we met him. Uh, and then later, he messaged us on Instagram and was like, great to see you, dude. That's awesome. I was I like, this is like, I don't have the Instagram because you don't have that. But it was like one know. of those things where it was just like, it was just one of those things where he doesn't have to do that. No, like, he man. doesn't have to do that at all. Like he could, he could be, he could be like a recluse living in Belgium and just like avoid everybody. But I have a theory. Yeah. So, so he is very kind and very nice. And like, he's just, he was, he had that, uh, that type of experience, but very nice, my very evil, very nice, very evil. Uh, but my, my concern is, is that it's a, it's a front because <laughs> my, my thought is that he got on stage and the set is just a series of spells mm. that have willed Hurricane Ian into existence. <laughs> and is that just to take us out? Uh, yeah, he's created he's created a, a massive natural disaster <laughs> because he did not like us making fun of Psy Warfare. Yeah, we definitely, I think of all <laughs> the, his projects, we ripped Psy Warfare the hardest, but... So this hurricane deserved for us, at least. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, hey, it was a great show. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was. It was worth it. It was worth the incantations. No, it was super great. And it was It was one of those things where I never expected to have ever seen integrity, period. Never thought yeah. that I would get to see them. But to see them in my hometown and to see them at a, a, a decent venue for shows, like it was a yeah. cool venue. There's a really cool picture of um, uh, like from from the balcony into the mosh pit where it's just dust being kicked up with people moshing while Dwight is just screaming and like doing the thing with his hands. And you're just kind of like, yeah, that was worth it. Like that shot alone was worth the entire night. Yeah, I mean, I fully, I fully think that the Iron Horse is a good place to have shows. I mean, I guess bigger ones. If you had a smaller one and the whole place wasn't, you know, concerned with that show, it might be bad with some of the regulars and the locals. Right. Might you know they might come over and be like, "What the fuck is this?" And then you punch an outlaw accidentally, and then then it's over. But yeah. it's uh, for a big show, man. It was it it was really great. Sounded great. I didn't even have to wear earplugs because I was so far away. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, and it sounded was so it much sounded room. awesome. There, was there were so, so many people room. there, but there was still so much room. Um, the only thing that bummed me out was the fact that Integrity had no vinyl, and that yeah. sucked. <laughs> but other that than shirt, that, that that Integrity shirt though is cool. The one that I got yeah. was like it's very it's very metal shirt. Yeah, it looks cool. I was it just hoping. Cool. I was hoping maybe I could get my hands on some of the uh, some of the earlier records on vinyl. I didn't know if they'd have them or not. You know, I got howling. You know who does? I, have, I have some CDs. I have some Integrity CDs, but I was hoping maybe. You know who does have them on vinyl? Oh, uh, Night Shift merch. Night Shift merch. I mean, they are going on a European tour uh, right now, so. Uh, Hell yeah. I would assume they'd have records maybe for that. Yeah, maybe, maybe they saved them for that. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I just thought it was funny though, because like integrity was the last band to get there and we see Dwid and you know, we don't expect him to recognize us. Like he walked past us and he was wearing like, like you, you just, you picture Dwid as like 
this monster man and he's a big dude but he's like he walks in wearing like gym shorts and air jordans <laughs> yep it was so humanizing it was so cool it was like oh yeah i got shoes just like that yeah, and it made it me great. think of the it made me think of the air jordan jumpsuit that he was rumored to have wore <laughs> to have worn uh when we did our integrity deep dive we covered that yeah yeah it was it was really great i mean it was a really it was really um it was nice because the entire day went so well and yeah. it was just like it's such a nice end cap for that entire day like it ended up it couldn't have gone better and and no. and ultimately i think what makes that really wonderful is that it couldn't have gone better and it worked so well for kareem because kareem really put in a lot of work to make that happen yeah i'm sure it was a ton of work and a lot of money uh and from what i understand it went well so yeah absolutely yeah so thanks to kareem for making that happen i mean the guy's building a dynasty in our hometown uh-huh and that's something that i'm excited to watch happen agreed 100 yeah. percent. so support night shift merch buy integrity records from them buy whatever shirts from them that you can. I, I did find some in the bargain bin. I found some cradle of Phil shirts, but they were, they were a little too sexy licky. Uh, <laughs> and I didn't really want to, I didn't really want to get them. It wasn't the shirt, obviously, because that shirt I'm sure is always in high demand, but the, uh, I think it was one from existence is futile or something. It was, it was some artwork that I don't know. It was some like sexy skeleton ladies. I was like, nah, I can't wear this. It's just not going to no. happen. Like, there's nowhere you can wear that. Like, I have a couple shirts where I was like, I can wear this, but I can't wear this here. Like, I my drug church shirt yeah. that says, drug church is number one, so why try harder? I can't wear that to work at all. I can literally wear it only on, like, Saturdays and Sundays. I mean, I can't really wear my Integrity Manson shirt ever, so. No. No. You can't. You're right. Anyway, it was a great show. Congratulations to Kareem. And, uh, yeah, yep. and, and hopefully, hopefully this is an annual event. Hell yeah. I'd like to see it happen more. Yeah. That's it. That's all we got for this one. Well, the power held out. As soon as we stop, the power's going to go out. Um, yeah, of so, yeah, we're... Um, if you're hearing this, hopefully it's on our regular release schedule. Uh, but if you <laughs> if you checked Monday and we had no podcast, we're sorry. The hurricane. It's the, it's the hurricane's fault. It's the hurricane. I'll, I'll go to a fucking Starbucks if I have to to edit it. I'm just saying, like, well, I'll try to get it up as soon as, soon as I can if I missed Monday. All right. But we're fine. We'll be fine. It's going to be a tropical storm by the time it gets to us. It's not going to be a big Yeah, storm. it'll be fine. It'll just be a little bit windy. But our thoughts are with people in Tampa. Tom, three knee deep. <laughs> you guys be safe. <laughs> Everybody be safe. Uh, it's, uh, fucking Fort Myers footage looked wild, man. It looked rough. It looked rough. Wild. I mean, it was a Category 4 when it was making landfall. Yeah, that's fucking insane. Yeah, so, it's horrible. I hope I hope those people had insurance, and I hope it's okay. Yeah, I hope it's good enough. So let's shout out the patrons real quick. Let's shout them out. Uh, Mike Osborne, Laura Crosby, Kate, Neil, Amelia, Andrews, Matthew Fisher, Jessica Crane, Mario Cipriano, Christian Purley, Nancy Crozier, Emily Lawson, Jess DeMarco, Casey Crawford, Brian Stewart, Tyler Lagasse, Joe Regano, Bob Hughes, and Carissa Crabtree. Y'all are just the greatest, and we appreciate you. Joe Regano. <laughs> um, next week, I think we'll be back with uh, records of the year so far. It's it's about that time. Yep, it's about that time. Uh, sounds good. All right. Well, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to try not to die over the next uh, 36 hours, and uh, we will talk to you guys next week. So until then. Not late this week. Hail Hildred. And good night, Taco Bell Joe, wherever you are. Can you believe that we live in a time where at a single point in time, Taco Bell Joe and Dwid were in the same city? Dude, he stayed at my house. <laughs> we're old friends. We do spells together. <laughs> uh, how do you think I got my first wife, buddy? I mean, uh, you gave me the the spell there, and I, uh, I I pulled that. I pulled her, and it it, it was horrible. She was a bitch, buddy. <laughs> what was it? What was the spell? Do you remember the spell? It was uh, love potion number nine, there, buddy. And uh, I uh, don't worry, I didn't build Cosby. Here. She just fell in love with me. You know, it's okay. She was conscious. Yeah, buddy. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. I got. It you. was the seventies, anyway. <laughs>
<laughs> There's a hair sticking out of my beard that was like stressing me out for a second. Yeah, you should tweeze that out, buddy. Get yourself some, uh, get yourself some tweezers. Get yourself some Manscaped products. They don't sponsor us, buddy, but I tell you what, uh, they should. Dude, I use their products this... every day, bro. Yeah, well, that's why you don't have any hair. I got hair all over my face, but it's nicely sculpted, buddy. Uh, okay. We don't need to talk about your hair. Are you talking about me? You're talking to me, or you're talking to Taco Bell? Talking about Taco right Bell Joe. Oh, you're right, buddy. It's like I got alopecia, except I chose it. <laughs> All, All right. right, I gotta go because this fucking rain is freaking me out, buddy. The bye, yeah, bro. I got hair all over my face, but it's nicely sculpted, buddy. Are you talking about me? You're talking to me, or you're talking to Taco Bell Joe right now? Oh, you're right, buddy. It's like I got alopecia, except I chose it. All right, I gotta go because this fucking rain is freaking me out, buddy. You want to find us on social media you can find us on instagram at i don't want to hear it pod you can find us on twitter at idwhi podcast you can find us on facebook at i don't want to hear a podcast check out our website at i don't want to hear a podcast.com and if you follow the link it came from the beach you can hear all our old bands and the bullshits that we did you can check out our publishing company at wndpress.com and if you would like to submit a work or get published with us, uh, you can email us at info at wndpress.com. If you'd like to reach the show, you can email us at idwhipodcast at gmail.com. Send us your feedback. Send us your information. Let us know what you think. Please consider supporting the show. Check out our patron. You get all kinds of cool bonuses, including discounts on merchandise. You get bonus episodes like our Play It Loud and our Talk Among Us episodes and all kinds of goodies. We make a bunch of playlists for you all, too. Find us. It'll be great. Oh,